A Liturgy for Good Friday, the third reflection, based on John, chapter 18, verses 28 to 40. We now consider Christ before Pilate. It was the Jewish leaders themselves who took Jesus from their high priest, Caiaphas, to the Roman governor, Pilate. They wanted Jesus to be sentenced to death, but legally they had no right to impose the death penalty. And yet, in seeking the Roman death sentence, crucifixion, they were careful not to enter Pilate's headquarters. Let us remember that these events took place at the time of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Here, the Jewish leaders were being doubly careful not to allow themselves to become ritually unclean. The law says the dwelling places of Gentiles are unclean. And at Passover, every trace of yeast had to be removed from a Jewish house. So to enter Pilate's house would have run the risk of coming into contact with leaven. They were observing ceremonial law with meticulous care. And yes, they were hounding Jesus to his death. But to achieve their goal, they were willing to change the nature of their charge against him. Earlier they'd found him guilty of blasphemy, but they realised that Pilate would not recognise such a charge. So they brought an accusation that Jesus claimed to be a king. They knew this would make Pilate listen. He would surely respond to any threat of rebellion or insurrection. After all, it was his job to maintain the peace. And Jesus could not deny who he knew himself to be. Had he done so, he would have been publicly presented as a cheat, a false prophet. And yet, to affirm that he knew himself to be the king of the Jews would have made his position before Pilate indefensible. Eventually, Pilate acquits him of the charges laid against him by the chief priests. I find no case against him, he says. Now, Pilate has the honour of being the only human being to be named in our creed, his place in our record of salvation history preserved for all time. It is abundantly clear that he knew that the charges made against Jesus were false, and indeed that he was impressed by Jesus. But in spite of not wanting to condemn him to death, that is exactly what he went on to do. On top of that, he releases a known criminal, Barabbas, whom the crowds ask for in preference to their king. We need to see that this politically astute but ultimately cowardly human being was manipulated into sentencing Jesus to death. The Jewish people were well aware that in his four years as governor, Pilate had made some big mistakes. For example, he'd taken money from the temple treasury for investment in the city water supply, and he'd moved in to Herod's palace. In effect, the Jewish leaders were saying to Pilate, We know that you have been reported to the emperor. If you don't let us have our way, we will report you again, and then you will be dismissed. He wanted to do the right thing, but he did not have the courage to defy the people. In the end, Pilate crucified Jesus in order to keep his job. But he did at least initially try to do the right thing. He began by attempting to pass the responsibility back to the people. He said, take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. He then tried to free Jesus by using the Jewish custom of release for a prisoner at Passover time. But his understanding of Jewish culture was only superficial. 
He was too proud to involve himself in what he saw as mere squabbles, an attitude betrayed by his question to Jesus. Your own nation have handed you over to me. What have you done? And then comes this infamous question. What is truth? There are many ways in which that question might be asked. In Pilate's case, we can be confident that it was not with cynicism, but rather wearily and with despair. Meanwhile, we who look on cannot fail but to see the sheer majesty of Jesus. He speaks of his kingdom with complete directness. It is his kingdom, and it is not of this earth. He knew that Pilate had only a few hundred troops stationed in Jerusalem, even at Passover time. If Jesus had wanted to raise a rebellion, he could easily have done so. In claiming his kingship, Jesus is not basing his kingdom on force of arms, but on the conquest of love. He came to bring peace, as his serene presence before Pilate shows. Think of that dignity portrayed in our painting, Christ before Pilate, the subject of Wednesday's Holy Week reflection. Christ before Pilate states why he'd come into the world, to witness to the truth, to tell us the truth about God, about ourselves, and about life. In his light, we can see ourselves in the Jewish leaders and in Pilate. We see our own contradictions, our observance of the letter of the law, but not its spirit. And we see that we are confronted with a choice between accepting the way of the world or the way of the cross. We cannot ask someone else to make our judgment of Christ's love for us. It is we ourselves who either accept him or reject him. In the silence that follows, gathered as we are at the foot of the cross, by the power of the cross, let us pray that we may be delivered from evil. Thanks be to God. Amen.